0: Welcome listeners to Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete, hosted by Chris Doncero. Join us as we embark on a 12-episode journey beyond the spotlight, delving into the untold tales of determination, dedication, and triumph within the world of Division III athletics. From the small-town heroes to the underdog champions, we're here to uncover the inspiring narratives that often go unnoticed on the grand stage. So, sit back, sit back, Tune in and prepare to be captivated by the remarkable stories that define the heart and soul of these Division III athletes. This is Swirling Worlds, inside the mind of an athlete, where every victory, every setback, and every triumph takes center stage.
1: Welcome to Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete. I'm your host, Chris Donsereau, and thank you for joining us for the fifth episode of this long podcast journey, and thank you to my good fellow friend, Chad Hall, on the intro that you just heard beforehand. Joining me today is Chloe Spratlin, a senior, mass comm, sports comm, double major here at PMI University, and I kind of just introduced her, you know, for you guys. I didn't really mean to do that, even though she's supposed to do that herself. Chloe, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have a good chat. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for joining me, you know, obviously on this journey that I have called Capstone.
2: Yeah, uh, that I, I'm not there yet, but oh my goodness, I don't envy y'all at all, especially with how large the Capstone class is. No way.
1: Yeah, next year, I think next semester, because
2: you're graduating
1: in the fall, yeah. right? Yeah, so I think it'll just be you, Jared, and... Luke,
2: Luke, yeah. Uh, There's like rumors that Maggie Bishop might be in it, Uh but we don't know. And then, of course, there's always y'all got a large capstone class, and it's rare that everyone passes.
1: Yeah, We're going to hope for the best, though, over here on this side.
2: I hope the best for you. I already know. (laughs) I've heard rumors about other people that are struggling right now, Uh but we'll keep that
1: out. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Obviously, you know, you had a, a bit of a different path. Coming to Piedmont, uh, I know that you transferred in, uh, what, two years ago, was it?
2: Last year was my first year, so so I guess that's two years. So two years, yeah.
1: Yeah, ish. A year and a half ago. Yeah, we could say a year and a half. So obviously, you know, you had a different path here, but what, you know, made you come to Piedmont specifically?
2: So I'm not sure if you know Alyssa Lauder. She's, uh, yeah, she, Alyssa and I have known each other for what's 2024. So like near about 10 years now, Mm -hmm. uh, we played club soccer together. We were from the same area. We played for kind of rival high schools. Um, and I've known her and her family for so long and she played here at Piedmont. And when I was in the transfer portal, I was really, really struggling to find a school. I was in this kind of phase where I was at a division two school and I wanted to stay division two just because I had really looked down. On Division Three athletics, which a lot of people do, and I just I wish I could go back to myself then and like punch myself and be like, no, like D three is very valid, it's very great for a lot of different people. And I saw her Snapchat story; uh, it was her with her whole family, who I'm very close with, and she was wearing a Piedmont beanie. And so I was like, oh, well, let me try it. So I emailed Timmy, who's the head coach of the soccer team here, and two days later I got a response. He was like, I'd love to have you on the team. We'd want to get you for a visit. And about 36 hours later, I was on campus for a visit, and I already knew. I toured the department. I knew that this team was really successful, and I said, all right, yeah, I think I'm going to be a Lion now.
1: Very interesting story. Uh, If you don't mind me asking, what school were you at before coming to Piedmont?
2: I was at the University of Montevallo, which is in Montevallo, Alabama, about 45 minutes south of Birmingham. And, uh, I mean, it was a great school. I loved being there. Uh, It it was really really hard for me to leave, but – at the end of the day, just, you know, not getting playtime, it hurts. And yeah. especially when you've, a lot of your identity is built in the sport that you play. So not getting playtime was my real decision of why I
1: left. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, but oh, who cares? I'm know, good I have, now. I was <laughs> you're at Piedmont now. So we that's, up. That's, that's the best thing. I got
2: a <laughs> ring. I got playtime. I got all
1: <laughs> We up now. Nah, I feel that, and that's that's a great thing, especially for an athlete like yourself. Uh, obviously, you know you made the all-academic team here, uh, just this year. Yeah, I would say it was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I got
2: last year was tough because I had a concussion, mm-hmm. so I don't think I could even be in consideration for it. Mm-hmm. But this year, I mean, I I had good grades. So I can't lie, I had good grades
1: last semester. So. Let's jump right into our next question. Uh, obviously, you mentioned that, you know, you're up now. You know, big phrase that a lot of athletes use. So, how have you liked Piedmont so far? I have liked it a lot. I
2: mean, the department, the MassCom slash SportCom department is exceptional. I mean, what they offer here, how hands-on, not even just talking about maybe the department, athletic communications, the opportunities that they give to students here in comparison to other schools, even of the same level or higher levels, is second to none and we have a whole radio station we're in the world-class podcasting studio right now we've got a newsroom over there another uh video station with audio and this and that it's incredible i think i've given i've been given so much opportunity here to succeed on and off the field uh i've done commentary i work for danielle percival who is amazing she's really someone to look up to for me especially as a woman in sport um so i mean i've had great conversations with her dvc joe laura uh so many people here and i honestly i just i don't know what it is i something about it is you you just know like i know i made the right choice to come to piedmont it was the hardest decision in my life transferring and immediately i knew that yeah i was like this is this is it this is i'm happy here i'm very happy here
1: yeah and and and, you know, you mentioned a lot of people, uh, obviously DVC, obviously Joe, obviously Laura, uh, also Professor Jackson, Professor Moss as well. Big com- big connections there, you know, for us here in the sports comm, mass comm department. Uh, obviously, you, you're both. I'm just sports comm. So, obviously, uh, you know, big things to look for and, you know, for us to strive on for the future to want to be, you know, something like them. Obviously, you mentioned you went to the University of Montevallo and, you know, you didn't You know, fare out well there, but let's think about you know back in high school, uh, right? Even senior year, junior year, wherever, whenever you first thought about, hey, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to do this. What was you know like your dream school? Like if you had to pick a school, right? A Division one school, yeah. Because obviously, you know, we're athletes; we want to go Division one. I think every athlete wanted to go Division one at one point. Oh yeah. So if you could think about think think back and about a school that you really wanted to go to. What would you say that school was?
2: Oh, I wanted to be the next star at Stanford. Either Stanford or Clemson. Mm. Mm. I mean, Stanford for women's soccer is like mm. so they're so good. I think they haven't actually won in a couple years now. I think the last time they won was 2019, the NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. Clemson, were, they used to be really, really good. Now I think they're just like, you know, they're a ranked team, but they never really go that far in the tournament. But – I mean, I wanted to be the next Kelly O'Hara, who, you know, she's a two-time World Cup champion. She's an Olympic gold medalist. She's an Olympic silver, and um, she's, I mean, had so many accolades. She also went to my high school. We have her, um, she's from Peachtree City, Georgia. We have her jersey hung up, and I would look at it every single day before I went on the field. And she went to Stanford. She was a star. So I wanted to be the next Kelly O'Hara especially we played the same position, so I thought that was super cool. But, I mean, I probably got out of that fantasy probably around my sophomore year of high school. Just in the soccer world, especially in the United States, you know pretty early on when you're going places. Right. And it's not that I'm not happy with where I am right now, but, you know, I, everyone wanted to go D1, like you said. So I, it, it hit pretty early in high school. I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm not probably not going to go D one. Maybe a small D one, if which I know I am good enough to go to a small D one. But I mean, I don't think academically I'd be very very successful there.
1: And, and you mentioned uh, Stanford for you know the athletic standpoint. What about the academic standpoint? If there was a school in your head that was like, I just want to go strictly for academics because they are they are a prestigious college. Yeah.
2: I mean, I know Stanford's definitely got some prestige to it. So, I mean, that was kind of part of it. But I really wasn't focused on academics at all when I was in high school. It's not that I made terrible grades. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't have a couple C's in there. (laughs) But I just, I had, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. So I had just no interest in academics. So it was all just, oh, I know I'm good at writing, but I didn't even know journalism was an option. It was, I know I'm good at writing, but I don't like writing essays. And it was, I know I like being on TV, but I can't go be on TV. Mm. So it just didn't seem like an option. So I never really thought about what I wanted to do. And most people that enter athletics go into, like, athletic training or they want to be a coach. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go be, like, an exercise science major. Even though I absolutely hate science, I hate math, Mm -hmm. I don't – that's not my thing. So I don't even think – when I was in high school, I wasn't thinking anything about uh, academics. I mean, definitely now – Probably, like, my second year at Monteballo was when I was like, oh, I'm here to learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that's where I actually started to consider that. And I changed my major to MassCom halfway through my sophomore year. And it's when I really realized, okay, I love what I'm doing. I need to get my grades up so I can actually transfer. And then I knew that when I was transferring, uh, academics and the program for MassCom was very important, which is why I chose Piedmont. Well,
1: that's a great thing right there. And obviously— Stanford is probably one of the most prestigious schools that, you know, I, other than Ivy League schools, I, in my opinion, I think that's some of the big things there. Yeah. Uh follow-up question to that. Why aren't you, you know, I ask this question a lot, and most people have a tough time kind of answering it, and you kind of answered it a little just now in your statement, but why do you think you're not at Stanford right now as either just a student or just a student-athlete?
2: Oh, I mean – when I really got down to like – because I think I was in like 6th or 7th grade and I was like, I'm going to Stanford or I'm going to Clemson. I was – I just didn't really think about the logistics of getting there. Mm-hmm. There was no – Clemson, different story. But Stanford, there's that's all the way across the country. I'm from Atlanta. I would die if I was that far away from my family. And I like having the distance from my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to Montevallo, I was two and a half hours away. It's an easy drive. I literally just straight on I-20, and then you go south for a bit, boom. And then here, I'm an hour and a half away. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I want to go home for the weekend, I absolutely can. But at the same time, my mom can't really be down my neck being like, why aren't you coming home more often yeah. if I were, like, 30 minutes away at, like, a Kennesaw? Um, so logistically, I've, I could never survive <laughs> in Stanford that far away from my family. And then just soccer-wise, I was simply just not good enough to be at that level um i mean i would i don't i'm not gonna be cocky or anything like if i was going d1 and i was going to a stanford i have, would have gone d1 and i would have gone to a stanford but it just you know i just wasn't good enough which is something that at my age i'm 21 i'm about to go into my fifth year yeah that's something i'm very well and i'm fine with and i also just think i would have had a very different college experience and i'd have loved everything about my college experience so far even Going through the transfer portal i think it made me a better person hello beautiful people have you ever wanted to learn more about how disabilities and chronic illnesses are advocated on social media well tune in to digital activism hosted by kaden elms every friday at five each week kaden will have a guest talk about their experiences seeing activism on social media and even how they themselves advocate online New episodes will be available every Friday at 5 on all major podcast streaming platforms.
1: Welcome back to Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete. Joining me today, well, I can't even really say today. Joining me here in studio is Chloe Spratlin, senior, Mass Comm, Sports Comm, double major here, and also a member of Piedmont University's women's soccer team. A good soccer team at that, uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know. You just, know it. You know winning, we're good. Just winning conference, uh, first year in the CCS, the Collegiate Conference of the South, and spraddling here. Yeah, we don't need to talk about this past year. Just talk about that year. <laughs> just talk about the year we won. Don't hey, talk about every, this hey, past look. season. Everybody has their ups and downs. Okay. It's yeah, okay. last
2: this past year was a down.
1: Everybody. <laughs> a has down their for ups sure. It's okay. It's okay. So. Obviously, before the break, there we mentioned, or you mentioned that you know Stanford was probably one of your your dream schools, and uh, I do this every episode. You know, I just talk about like some of the academic standards that they have. Uh, so for Stanford in particular, the biggest thing that I see here, honestly, is the four percent acceptance rate, which is kind of that's really a wild number to me. But they have a ninety four percent graduation rate, which is also great. Okay. But the SAT scores, right? The the incoming freshmen usually have between a fourteen seventy and a fifteen seventy coming in, and the ACT is between a thirty four and a thirty six. I mean, thirty four and thirty five out of thirty six. Oh, I never took the ACT, but
2: the SAT. I think I had a good SAT score. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I had like an eleven eighty or something like that. Which Better is mine. Yeah, which is not bad, but I'm not getting. Fourteens, Come on. I just want to – I told you earlier, I did not care about academics at right. the time. I was just, I'm going to go play soccer, yeah. and that's all I cared about. Yeah. So hearing that now and how my grades were in high school where I was just, you know, I was having to take – forced to take science classes, forced to take math classes that I hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was – yeah, I was never going to get in to a Stanford. Yeah. Was never going to get in.
1: Okay. now, Now, for this next question, I need you to pretend that you are – At Stanford, right? So having heard those numbers, how do you think you would have fared in that environment?
2: I don't know. I don't think I would have been very successful. Really? Uh, No, I mean, I'm definitely, I really, really thrive on having a relationship with professors Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, being able to go one-on-one, being in a more secluded environment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure the student-to-teacher ratio there is like, Three, maybe five hundred to one, or Probably something so. like that. Yeah. I just don't think I would be very successful there because, I mean, you just get a more personable relationship when you're at a smaller school like Piedmont, or a smaller school like Montevallo. Like Montevallo is Division Two, but it's one of the smaller Division Twos. I mm-hmm. think it's twenty-two hundred students, and here at Piedmont's like fourteen hundred. Yeah. So I mean, I was really able to have um, here and at Montevallo, I was able to have a personable relationship that helps me be successful where at Stanford these professors are literally all have their doctorates. They probably have textbooks out, these books, autobiographies, big mansions. They're loaded, rich, (laughs) this and that, the third. I just don't think I would have ever had that type of success, the type of success that I'm having here at Piedmont academically and athletically that I would have there. I mean, I honestly have to give a kudos to all Division I athletes. It is so... Hard
1: yeah. to
2: do what they do. I have no idea how they do it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy enough that that leads me to my next topic, honestly. Uh, how has Piedmont helped you achieve your academic goals? Like, because it's a smaller school.
2: Academically, I've been more successful at Piedmont than I have probably since I was a goody two-shoes in elementary school because I was a little teacher's pet. Let me tell you that. Elementary I was a,
1: school is really crazy. Yeah,
2: I was a teacher's pet. tough. Mm-hmm in elementary school and then middle school I just I started slacking off I think I th- honestly probably my ADD started running rampant um I just you know I just was taking classes it, it, elementary school was really easy for me it was mm-hmm. very easy I was kind of able to I was really good at reading I was reading at like a fifth grade level in first grade mm-hmm. like I was really really smart in the middle school like sixth seventh grade ish it started to catch up. I wanted to fit in more and I stopped really caring about my grades as much. And then I'm having to take these science classes where I'm taking like biology and chemistry Mm -hmm. and this and that. I'm like, Oh, I hated it. I was really starting to struggle. Kind of kind of in high school, the same thing continued just because I was taking classes that I wasn't interested in. And so I was like, Oh, I don't care. I maybe school's not for me. Maybe college isn't for me, but I know soccer is. So, you know, I'll get into a school that I can, go play soccer at
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and then even at Montevallo where I had I changed my major twice from exercise science to communications and then to mass communications I was never really enjoying what I was doing until mass communications and then I transferred here to Piedmont where I'm so successful I have such a great relationship with all the professors here Um, I feel like I mean academically my major GPA not to flex or anything but my major GPA is a 4.0 I mean academically i'm so successful and i just never really thought that that would happen and i think it's because it's not only that i found that i'm loving what i'm doing Mm -hmm. but it's also i'm loving what i'm doing with the people around me and they're supporting me Mm -hmm. in this love of what i've what i've really found that my career is going to be which i actually don't know what my career is going to be because i love podcasting i love radio i love journalism i love this i love that Mm -hmm. i can't really pinpoint one thing
1: but, but that's, a, I, that's a good thing, though, yeah. because you have so much, you have a variety of things that you can do with this. Like for like for me, for instance, right? When I came in, when I first started doing it, it was really because of Joe, because Joe came in and he had me write this paper for him for the newspaper, and he loved it. And he was like, oh, I think you could be really good writer. And I wanted to write. And I still kind of, you know, have that, that if to write, but I've got into podcasting. You know, even with DVC, uh, actually, you know, being on the radio now, nowadays, I, I feel like that's kind of, like, my calling. Like, I want to broadcast. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned working with Danielle and her crew. Obviously, I work for them, too. Like, you know, even calling basketball games sometimes, I just sit up there and I just be like, I could see myself doing this all the time. Now. Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, I've had the pleasure to call I would probably most men's soccer games that happen at Piedmont. And I absolutely love it It's because, I mean, it just comes so easy to me. I know the sport so well, in and out. Mm-hmm. I'm able to talk about the tactics and this and that. I love calling soccer, and I love calling baseball. Basketball, I need some work on. I really need to work on it. It's not my sport. <laughs> but uh, baseball, softball, I'm – so, I mean, I'm, I've just found so much success here. And I think that's what makes it so fun, especially here at Piedmont because – the professors, the other students, mm-hmm. even your coaches will really comment on your success and let you know, like, hey, like, you're doing a great job. You're going to go places. I've, I've had uh, my coaches, I wrote an article uh, actually about MLK uh, for Piedmont, and both of my coaches, like, messaged me and said, hey, like, we read this article. This is great, this and that. It, so it's just amazing the community feel you have here. Everyone just basks in each other's success and each other's glory, which I love.
1: Yeah, that, that's, it is actually a really good thing here. And, you know, one final question here. Obviously, you mentioned, your, you know, obviously being an athlete. Obviously, you guys get recruits and, you know, things like that. So if a recruit, let's say a recruit was sitting here right here with me and you and thinking about, you know, being a, a, a freshman here next year at Piedmont, how would you, like, explain Piedmont to them? How would you describe it? And how would you – like, with your personal feelings as well? Piedmont
2: is trying to think of – how to not be basic here. Because I can say Piedmont is a homey field, which it is, and, mm-hmm. you know, Piedmont has all of the tools that you need to succeed on the field, on the court, uh, on the track, on, you know, the trail, um, as well as in the classroom. I mean, just Piedmont, Piedmont has every key and every door to succeed, which you wouldn't expect from a Division three institute. But it has everything you want. Mm -hmm. and could need to succeed but you got to put in the work you know this is not you know a place where you can come in and you can just say oh i'm gonna you know graduate i'm gonna play soccer i'm gonna play this sport whatever blah 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 you know you got to come in this is a place where it's almost like a little bit blue collar You know, Mm -hmm. everyone's Mm got to work and every you see everyone working so hard. I mean, we're literally in the podcasting studio and I'm seeing some of our classmates, you know, walking in in and out of the newsroom, in and out of the radio station around us. They're getting their work done. They're doing this, but we're having fun while we're doing it. You know, we're not just we're blue collar but not in the blue collar where they just work, work, work all day. It's blue collar and we're having a lot of fun in what we're doing and we're enjoying the work that we're doing, that we're putting in on the field, on the court, on the trail, in the classroom, in the podcasting studio right now, in the radio station right next to us. It is just so much fun witnessing yourself and witnessing other people around you succeed. And I think that Piedmont has its flaws. For sure it's got its flaws, but I think its successes outweigh the flaws by a thousand sports an activity that showcases athletes passion and skill but what about the people watching join myself macadrowski every friday at four for fandemonium the 12 episode podcast series that puts the fans in the spotlight find out what makes fans the heartbeat of the sports experience through their passion pride and dedication episodes will be posted every friday at 4 p.m listen at War Podcast Productions wherever you get your podcasts and join in on the fandom and
1: welcome back to swirling worlds inside the mind of an athlete and unfortunately this is the end of today's episode you can subscribe on Spotify podcast or Apple Podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast and be on the lookout for new episodes dropping every Friday at 6 p.m. thank you to Chloe Spratland for being here, you know, obviously coming in here giving you guys insight into her world and, you know, even the first college she went to before coming to Piedmont and her description of Piedmont here. So, Chloe, thank you for that, and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And with that being said, thank you to the rest of the Piedmont staff, and you be on the lookout for the next episode as I will have Silas Goolsby, a sophomore, sports and fitness administration major, here and also a member of the PMI University track team. So, I'm Chris Donstro. This is Swirling Worlds Inside the Mind of an Athlete.
0: As we wrap up another episode of Swirling Worlds Inside the Mind of an Athlete, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to our listeners for joining us on this incredible journey. Remember, the spirit of determination and resilience knows no division. Until next time, keep believing, keep striving, and keep shining both on and off the field. This is Swirling Worlds, inside the mind of an athlete, signing off, stay inspired.